Welcome to a bonus episode of May It Displease the Court. We could not allow the tragic death of legal icon and champion of women's rights Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg go unmentioned. Lee is traveling and is unable to join me, but we've spoken as soon as uh, we found out, and she joins me in our collective grief at the news that Justice Ginsburg passed away from metastatic pancreatic cancer. I have to say, when I saw the news alert flash on my phone, my reaction was physical. My stomach dropped. I started sweating. I, I think I started having a mild panic attack. I mean, she died fighting to the end for the country that she loved. She spent her life fighting for gender equality, for blazing a path that made it easier for all who are not male to be treated more equally under the law. Like Congressman John Lewis, Congressman Elijah Cummings, they all fought for the American people until the end. Her most fervent wish, dictated to her granddaughter, is that I will not be replaced until a new president is installed. I ache at the thought that she spent her last moments burdened by the awareness that the GOP was eagerly awaiting her demise so that they could swoop in and take unshakable control of the Supreme Court and to take away the rights that she spent a lifetime fighting to obtain. I, too, want to mourn her. But even that has been stolen. Grief, unfortunately, is inextricably mixed with fear. Within hours of her death, Trump and McConnell announced that they would be moving quickly to fill her seat and that the election was no reason to delay. Here is Trump speaking a day after Justice Ginsburg's death on September 19th at a rally in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Now it says the president is supposed to fill the seat, right? And that's what we're going to do. We're going to fill the seat. There have been 29 times a vacancy opened during an election year or prior to an inauguration. 29 times, that's a lot. Every single time, the sitting president made a nomination that included, did you ever hear of George Washington? Did you ever hear of Thomas Jefferson? Or how about the great Abraham Lincoln when he wore the hat especially? With a great hat, I want to try one of those hats. I love that. Now think of it, 29 times, every single time, nobody said, oh, let's not fill the seat. We won the election in both the 2016 and the 2018 elections. The American people chose a president and a Senate majority united in their commitment to selecting nominees who believe in applying the Constitution as written, right? Both the White House and the Senate majority have a moral duty to fulfill the promises they made to the voters. And that is exactly what we're going to do. We said that if for any reason we have a vacancy on the United States Supreme Court, we will fill that vacancy. We're not going to say and by the way, we have plenty of time. There's a lot of time. You know, you're talking about, you're talking about January 20th, right? McConnell refused to let Obama fill Justice Scalia's seat 11 months before the election. Here's Lindsey Graham justifying holding Scalia's seat open. I want you to use my words against me. If there's a Republican president in 2016 and a vacancy occurs and 
the last year of the first term, you can say, Lindsey Graham said, let's let the next president, who it, whoever it might be, make that nomination, and you could use my words against me and you'd be absolutely right. Now I'll tell you this, this may make you feel better, but I really don't care. If an opening comes in the last year of President Trump's term and the primary process has started, we'll wait to the next election. And I've got a pretty good chance of being the judiciary. You're on the record. Yeah. All right. Hold the tape. Justice Ginsburg died 46 days before the 2020 election. However, Lindsey Graham has already said that he supports Trump moving forward to fill her seat. Pointing out hypocrisy never results in a change in GOP actions because shame is not a deterrent when power and control are within their grasp. The stakes are very high for the GOP. In order to ensure minority rule, they must capture the courts. In his Fayetteville rally, Trump explains the benefit of a GOP capture of the courts, massive voter disenfranchisement, and what he calls a win. I call it a stolen election. Some state Supreme Court justice just ruled that they can take as long as they want to count the ballots. Uh, we're going to have a victory on November 3rd, the likes of which you've never seen. Now, we're counting on the federal court system to make it so that we can actually have an evening where we know who wins, okay? Not where the votes are going to be counted a week later or two weeks later. I owe Justice Ginsburg a debt of gratitude for her dedication and bravery. She could have chosen to do many things with her life, but she chose to dedicate her life to fighting for gender equality. And my life is better because she lived and fought for rights and protections that I now enjoy. I really loved watching the documentary RRBG, and I, I highly recommend it. My favorite part wasn't the legal part. My favorite part was getting to watch her supportive partnership with her husband, Martin. It was a relationship far ahead of its time, and it's a partnership that I really would wish for everyone. Now, while I deeply respect Justice Ginsburg, I'm not going to say she was perfect. I, I don't agree with all of the decisions that she made on the court. I personally think that she treated the conservative justices' legal arguments with far too much decorum and respect, especially when they were throwing away precedent. It's not that she didn't speak out, not that she didn't dissent. She did. I just wish it had been a little snarkier. Now, her critics would say that she should have retired when Obama was president. Perhaps democracy would be slightly more secure if she had, but, you know, since hindsight is twenty twenty, we now know that McConnell and the GOP are far more racist than we imagined, and they place no value on norms, precedent, common decency, consistency. McConnell confirmed more federal judges this week than he allowed Obama to confirm in eight years. So we can assume that he would have blocked any Obama Supreme Court nominee whenever Obama made one, at any point during his presidency. McConnell and the GOP would have justified that obstruction by whatever argument fit the scenario that they were in. So here we are. Justice Ginsburg has left the fight to us. McConnell, Trump, and the GOP donors will break all of the rules to retain power. And uh, so I draw on, you know, a quote from 
someone I greatly admire, Elizabeth Warren. Nevertheless, we persist. And for Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, may her memory be a revolution.